Hello and welcome everybody. Thank you for joining me again. Kind of duplicated, never imitated, sometimes irritated, and never irrigated because water and electronics don't mix. This is the Down South ICT Podcast, and my name is Clark. I come to you pre-recorded live from the heart of Cajun country. Today's topic is kind of something that sticks in my craw a little bit, and basically it's kind of the difference between the, the internet providers and internet services out there. A lot of people don't know a lot of the, some of the differences and you know what a lot of the lettering means and things like that. So today we're going to go through each one, a little bit of background on each kind, what kind of speed you can look for for each one. Now, unfortunately, I kind of have to add the addendum that depending on your area, you may only have one choice of each type or you might only have even one choice, period. So you can kind of take it how how it is, you know, depending on your area, your mileage may vary for the service in your area. But I wanted to get a little bit of house cleaning done today, and that actually is I'm going to start a new giveaway. And it's going to start on the day this podcast comes out, which is April 16th, and I'll be doing pretty much the biggest giveaway I've done yet. And I'm kind of going with a theme on this one. So it's basically on the go. So it's going to be the on the go giveaway. I'm doing it a little bit different too in that I'm going to not be, it's not going to be on the Facebook page. It's going to be straight from the website. So you'd have to go to the website and that's going to be downsouthitpodcast.com. You're going to see a big giant win it red button on the homepage. You go to that and you can see the giveaway page. That'll show you everything you're going to get. The giveaway is going to go all the way up until the end of May. So it's going to end on May 31st at 9 p.m. And what you're going to get with this giveaway is going to be an Anchor Quick Charger for your car. It has two ports that are uh, quick charge capable. A RAV Power 3350 milliamp portable power bank. A 6-foot USB Type-C cable. And two 4-foot micro USB lightning combo cables. To where you can charge all of your devices while you're on the go so and the main big difference is being that this one's going to be straight from the website is that you can enter as many times as you want every time you enter you get a chance to win there's no limit on the amount of times you can you can enter do it as often as many times as you want to i'm going to do the drawing on june 1st and announce the winner at 1 1 p.m on the Facebook page and also email the winner because that's part of the thing. I need your email address. So do me a favor, go there now, downsouthitpodcast.com, click on the big red button. You can see pictures of everything. Sign up to win. Every time you enter, you're entered to win. No no limit, anything like that. Just be sure to watch the Facebook page and your emails on June 1st when the winner's announced. And while you're there, check out everything else that I have on the site, the blog, the unboxing and how-to videos, reviews, and of course, all of the old episodes, the past episodes of the podcast are right there on the website. Let me know what you think. You can either send me an email, downsouthit at gmail.com, or you can comment on the Facebook page, your call, however you want to do it. Now, there are a few different types of internet service that you can get at your home, and most of you have heard of most of them. But we're going to start with probably the most well-known, and that's DSL. And basically what DSL is, it's called a, it's, DSL stands for Digital Subscriber Line. 
And basically it's a technology that uses telephone lines. So it uses your existing telephone lines to transmit digital data and give you access to the internet. Now, most the most wide known, well, not the most wide known, but the most widespread DSL, should I say, is called ADSL, which is asymmetric DSL. And that basically is a, it just means that it's fancy for saying that the download speed and the upload speed are going to be different. And basically, if it was synchronous instead of asynchronous, the download and upload speeds would be the same. So with DSL, I'll kind of start with the good stuff. Uh, the way DSL set up, you have a direct line to your internet provider. So you're the only one using bandwidth on your channel. You and the, the bandwidth that your ISP gives you, you're the only one that, that uses it. And by this, that means that all of the other houses and other homes in your area, in your neighborhood, if they have DSL too, if you use it heavily, you're not affecting them. And if they use it heavily, they're not affecting you. It's everybody has their own connection. So everybody's connection does not cross mingle. And basically what that other, also what that means is that your connection speed is gonna be stable. So the connection speed that you're advertised that you're supposed to be getting, it's gonna be right about that same speed no matter what you do how many you know and anything happens that speed will not dip it won't increase it'll it'll be it'll be a stable connection which that's always good now another good thing that happens with dsl is that it will work even if the power goes out so if you have a battery backup or a ups hooked to your dsl modem you can still have internet because the service itself will still work even if the power goes out Another good thing is that DSL works on the same cables that your landline phone works on. So the internet signal actually is a higher frequency than the telephone. So when you have DSL, that's why they have you put filters on the lines that your phones are gonna be on. Those filters filter out the higher frequency signals and let just the phone signals go through and filter out the higher frequency internet signal. And because if you don't, then your phone calls are going to sound horrible and scratchy and it's it's not good. So if you have the SL and you have a phone line, make sure you put those filters on. Now, as far as speed goes, distance is key with DSL. And I'll kind of start getting into some of the negatives here a little bit. The farther you are away from the connection point that's on the side of the road or substation or, you know, whatever, the slower your speed's going to be because the signal has to travel farther. With any signal on copper cable, it degrades over distance. So if you're really far away, you may only get one to three megabyte per second download speeds. The closer to the connection point you are, the speed goes up. So most DSL services, strictly DSL, will top out at about 25 to 30 megabytes per second download speed. There are a couple of tricks that they use to get it up to 50. I'll talk about those here a little bit later. But a basic DSL will top out around 30. And that's not surprising because the cables that carry the signal are really, really small. And you can only put so much signal on a cable before it actually tops out and you can't put anything else on there. Now, as with any internet service, be aware that of your advertised speeds because the advertised speeds that they're telling you you could get are going to be under straight, strict, ideal conditions. 
So if you don't have ideal conditions, you know, cable's been on the pole for 30 years, you know, that kind of thing. So your mileage may vary, but just kind of keep that in mind when you're thinking about it too. Now, moving on to cable internet. In cable internet, it's basically, it uses the same, in, kind of the same infrastructure as your cable TV. Well, it does use the same infrastructure as your cable TV. It uses the same lines. And both, auto, both DSL and cable have connection points near your home, and those will backtrack to a substation that give out the signals. Now, the big difference with cable internet let's say in a general area like say a neighborhood or you know one street one long street or something like that that whole neighborhood or that street will kind of share bandwidth for a connection that's out on the street what happens is the cable company knows how many subscribers they have in that area and they'll adjust the bandwidth on those lines to accommodate everybody so even if everybody's using that at the same time there will be a little bit of drop off you know, a little bit of download speed drop off until the company recognizes that a lot of bandwidth being used in this one area and they can adjust it and compensate for it. And a lot of times what they do is they'll actually, they'll pump up the signal on that to where even if it does dip, you're still getting your advertised speeds. Another big difference between cable, internet, and DSL is your speed. Cable internet speeds are gonna be way higher. And most plans for cable internet start out at the top end for your DSL. Most cables start out around 25 megabytes per second download speed and go up all the way to one gig. So if you're close enough to the substation, you can get one gigabyte per second internet speed, which is crazy fast. But if you're far away, it's still not unheard of to get you know 25 or 50 or even 100 megabyte per second download speeds and the reason for that is the cable now the cable is a lot thicker for that for cable internet because you're using coaxial cable it's a bigger cable the signal can travel a lot farther without degrading before it actually degrades into nothing so that's why they can get those higher speeds for at further distances it's a bigger cable with cable also, the download and upload speeds are different, just in just as in DSL. You know, in a just for instance, in a 50 megabyte plan, your upload speed may be only six or eight megabytes. In a hundred megabyte plan, it may be around fifteen megabytes. The download speeds and upload speeds are gonna be asynchronous just like with the DSL. Now, like I was saying earlier, the advertised speeds with DSL are usually going to be for for some reason like I, I say this in more in my experience dealing with both of them when you dsl advertise speeds usually they'll advertise the speed a little bit higher than what you actually get they'll advertise 18 you'll get 16 or 15 you know megabytes download with cable they'll advertise 100 but you'll get more than that so it actually works to your advantage like in my instance, uh, in my case, I have cable internet at my, my home. It, I have a 100 megabyte per second plan and I do speed tests often and you know, I got a lot of equipment here and I'll routinely get speeds between 130 to 150 megabytes. So I'm getting a lot more than what, I'm, what I was advertised. And again, like I said, they usually, they pump up the signal 
in an area just so if everybody uses it at the same time if the speed does drop you'll still drop but you'll drop to what they're said you're supposed to be getting dsl is a little bit different they'll advertise the top end and you'll kind of it'll pull back a little bit from that now the last type i wanted to talk about is going to be fiber to the home now fiber to the home is a little bit different in that it uses obviously it uses fiber optic cable but they call it fiber to the x and the x in that statement basically goes through and tells you where the fiber optic cable stops in the cable line from the isp to your house and where it stops they use regular copper cables you know ethernet or telephone lines or anything like that that'll finish the run from where that fiber cable stops to your home your building you know whatever it is and there's a few different ones and basically what it is is there's fiber to the node there's fiber to the cabinet there's fiber to the building and fiber to the home and each of these is basically fiber to the node is going to be They'll have a fiber optic cable go to a a node out in like this will basically spread through several neighborhoods. So you it, the fiber optic cable will go to a little hub substation, and it'll service a bunch of different neighborhoods at once. If it goes fiber to the cabinet, that cabinet is the one that sits at the end of the street, all right off the off the side of the road. That fiber optic that and then the cabinet from the cabinet they have copper cables running from the cabinet to each home down the street now if you're in a larger building and most corporate uh, places do this a lot of businesses and stuff do this especially if the buildings are subdivided they'll have fiber that comes into the building and then from the from the entry point into the building then they'll have copper going all the way to each different suite in the building fiber to the home they have fiber optic cable going all the way up to your house and then from from your from the outside of your house is when you have the copper cable that goes through and takes the uh, the signal the rest of the way to your different devices now the one thing to remember with these is that the closer the fiber cable is to your device the faster your speeds are going to be so and the setup is a lot like DSL you know with fiber is that each each building or each home each suite has their own channel to the internet provider and it doesn't mix with other channels and that's because of the way that fiber optic cables work they can use one cable to have several channels that run back to the internet provider and then it can split at the building or you know at the the node or the cabinet wherever it happens to be they call that multi-mode fiber it uses different wavelengths of light each each channel each home has its own wavelength so each one has its own connection the only drawback to using fiber in this way is that it's really really expensive it's expensive for the isps to run the fiber cables out into the field to install it to to join it to tip it it's very very expensive it's a it's a it takes a long time to actually do that and I, I actually work with a lot of fiber in 
you know, my job and everything like that. So we do that within a, it's just within a building. But even so, even that takes a long time to, to do. And that's why it takes a long time for the ISPs to actually run that cable. And because it's so expensive and time consuming to, to roll out, the cost is going to be higher. So also the fiber is actually really damaged unless you're using like really thick or really or armored cable. And there are more points of failure in a fiber system. In a lot of con cases, there is a converter on the outside of your home that will convert the light signals from a fiber cable into electric signals that will run through your home. There will be, uh, be a box in the building that will do the same thing, you know, that uh, will take all of the signals. And it's basically a giant, a big router that will connect to the fiber. And then you have all of the different suites and stuff plug into the different ports on the router and go from into the building like that. So, and now, actually, now that I think about it, if you do have the AT&T U-verse, that's a fiber to the cabinet. Because that's why distance is so important to AT&T. A uh, distance of 100 feet to AT&T can mean the difference between 50 meg per second downloads and 18 meg per second downloads. And they will only go by what they can guarantee as far as speed goes. So if they can only guarantee 50 meg up to 300 feet from the box, if you're 302 feet from the box, they, they're not going to give you that service. So they can only do what they can guarantee. So... And I actually had this problem at one, my old apartment out in Baton Rouge. On one side of the same building that I was in, which is maybe 80 feet, you know, the whole building was maybe 80 feet, 80 feet long, tops, maybe. My neighbor on the very end of the building was able to get AT&T AT DSL and get 50 meg internet from Uverse. Whenever I put it in and called them and had them check check on it for me, I couldn't get it, and I was just on the other end of the building. So they do take that that distance thing very very seriously. So now we'll get, kind of get back to fiber a little bit. Now, if you have fiber all the way to your home, it's not a stretch to have one gigabit download speed or above, and 500 megabyte upload speeds. Fiber is very, very fast, very fast. Now, with Fiber 2, they also do have sometimes have packages that are synchronous. So I've seen a couple of them where it's you'll have 100 megabyte upload and 100 megabyte download speeds. So they're both upload and download speed will be the same because technically it they can be with Fiber because you're not the, the you know speed of light doesn't change. But as far as pure speed goes, fiber is going to take it every time, every single time. I mean, it, like I said, it's moving at the speed of light. So the only bad part is the cost and some of the extra equipment that has a chance to fail. That does have its drawbacks. But even with all of that, fiber is seen as kind of the industry's big shift, you know, in advancing toward providing customers uh, with the internet so you know a lot of the people in the industry are seeing and pushing for fiber to kind of take over for DSL and cable if they do have fiber in your neighborhood it doesn't matter how far from 
the substation or anything like that you are. Fiber networks can run the same speeds no matter where you are or how far away from the substation you are. That's one of the good things about fiber. It doesn't matter really on distance. Distance is not a factor with this. I mean, they, they run this stuff for thousands of miles without issue. So I'm pretty sure most towns are not thousands of miles or hundreds of miles wide. So you're probably close enough to a substation for that, you know, if you do have it in your area. So if you're looking for guaranteed speed, you can look toward fiber. Now, just to kind of recap a little bit, like I said, DSL is going to run anywhere from one megabyte download speed up to about 30 give or take and it's its own channel you don't met it doesn't mess with any other homes or anybody else in your area that digital subscriber line is yours between you and the ISP so nothing will change the speed it'll always be steady for cable internet you can go from 25 meg download speeds all the way up to about a gig depending on how far away you are from the substations so if you're a little bit closer you get those higher speeds but even further out you will still get pretty high speed you know as far as uh, internet goes uh, they do use neighborhoods and stuff like that so if everybody in your neighborhood uses it it will drop a little bit if you all happen to use bandwidth at the same time but usually end up getting higher speeds normally so if it does drop you're dropping to what they advertise and fiber comes through you each had everybody has their own channel again it's a, it's a straight connection from you to the ISP and distance is not a factor you can get speeds of anywhere from 100 megabytes per second all the way up to a gig plus and the only really the only bad points are that the cost and possibly the extra equipment that may have a chance to fail at some point so and also depending on where the cabinet or the the node is from you so because of the way that they got these things laid out so distance is kind of a factor with fiber also but if it's all the way to your home it's distance won't be the factor it's just going to be the equipment at your house now I just want to go through all of that make sure everybody's kind of aware I know it, it, I've seen a few uh, not arguments but uh, spirited debates on this kind of thing on Facebook and a few other places so that's why I wanted to go ahead and just kind of lay this, that, lay this out and let everybody know kind of give you a little bit of background and what to expect with each of these different technologies because they are different but hey everybody pretty much needs some kind of internet provider at this point uh, at this point now don't we far cry from the years of the dial-up modem thank God so with that I want to thank everybody for listening today don't forget head to the website enter your chance uh, enter for your chance to win the the on-the-go giveaway Enter as many times as you want. The more you enter, the more you have chances you have to win. Please share with your family and friends so they can enter. Don't forget to tell them about the podcast too. I always like to have new followers and new listeners. If you have any questions for, for me about any tech or issues or anything like that with the website, just a comment, any 
any topics you want me to cover, you can shoot me an email, uh, downsouthit at gmail.com. Or you can post a comment to the Facebook page and just search at downsouthit. You can find it there. If you do go to the Facebook page, please like the page. Let me know you stopped by. And also you can find all of the past podcast episodes on on the website. And, of course, you can find it pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, I'm on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and also the Google Play Store. So, I mean, it, pretty much anywhere that you normally get your podcast, you can find this one. So, refer me to a friend Let me and let them listen, see if they like it. Say, always trying to build the the audience a little bit, but as I always do whenever I do whenever I finish a show, I always like to end with a quote, a paraphrase from Albert Hubbard: "Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person." So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all again for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. Please go in, go ahead and put your your chances to win on the website and I'll see you next time on the Down South IT Podcast. Later.